thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is That Paleo Show with your hosts, Stephanie Wozelik, Dr. Yana James, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Stephanie Wozlick. I'm Dr. Yana James. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And today we're talking a lot about traveling before this episode, so we thought we'd do an episode today on how to be paleo while on the road. That's right. So we're going to be talking all things food again today. It's a food episode, back to uh, talking about what we do when we're traveling and this year we have done a lot of it, haven't we, guys? Mm-hmm. We've done a fair bit of travelling. Yeah, there's been a bit going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, a load of place, which is mm, good fun. Yeah, when I was sitting down to look at, you know, what we were going to talk about, I thought, gee, I, I don't. Oh wait, no, I've done a lot of travel this year. I've got lots of ideas, but usually mine is the one thing, um, which is fasting, which we'll talk about much later. But yeah, cool. But let's get well, into. We might talk about a few non-food things as well, because I might yes. jump in and start talking about some exercise travel stuff as well because that's kind of cool of what to do when you're on the road very important that can be a little bit harder as well yep so we'll talk about that a little bit as well yeah i'm just giggling at that because the last time we were we were traveling together the three of us brett was in his hotel room doing what were you doing push-ups or something something making all sorts of weird noises (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he does in fact exercise while traveling yeah it was Um, push-ups it was it was was exercise and i did some (laughs) some very poorly uh, oh yeah and you were on your squat challenge too while we were traveling last time i was the negligent one (laughs) but i ate really well (laughs) she fed us really well too yeah right yeah because i'm kind of obsessed about traveling properly with food um i i definitely do a lot of traveling and i make sure that i'm always prepared for my trips as these guys know mm-hmm. the last trip we went just interstate and i'm thinking perth maybe i think that was and perth. no we were we went to parker yeah to parker well that was in sydney all a couple places i've been with these uh these crazy <laughs> kids but um you know i make sure that i bring with me usually like some olive oil in my luggage i always bring a travel mug i always bring tea coconut oil Mm -hmm. did i bring some that time yet i Mm -hmm. put some in a jar you did um (laughs) it's actually why we bring you along steph yeah (laughs) like i'm the most disorganized traveler ever so i'm like all right sweet i'm like steph along i'll pay for the seminar that's fine just come along (laughs) yeah Yeah. and um and i always bring i i guess we're kind of jumping all over the place too but i always bring like little baggies and stuff too to make sure that <laughs> to make sure that we have stuff to store things in, and yeah, usually half my luggage is that stuff. Yeah, Steph's talking about Ziploc bags full of food, by the way, people. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you guys not use the word baggy? No. There's a couple of different things that that could mean. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, so, um, and I think probably the reason Steph's so organised with food is because you know we know your history of your food crises, right? Yeah. So it's, it's sort of hardwiring you to make sure that you always know where your next calorie is coming from. Um, whereas for me, that's not that. Uh, just that's probably why I fast because I don't think ahead, get to the airport, and go, oh, I'm hungry, but there's nothing to eat, and I'm not really that hungry. I just need some water. And then she looks over to me, and I'm like, would you like carrot sticks, nuts, an avocado, an <laughs> and orange? And I will have them, of course. But if they weren't there when I travel with Luke, we just don't eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's a lot of the time the easiest way to do it. I mean, a lot of the time they just aren't good options. Um, and so, you know, I'm probably someone who, when I do travel. 
you know, I don't, I'm not organised, I don't plan ahead, Steph, I'm not like that at all. And so, yeah, I'm the same, I either just don't eat anything, or I really just find the best of what I can get. Like, if I yeah. can find some nuts, and, you know, if, if they're like peanuts, which I don't usually eat, I'll be like, you know what, that's the best i got here, I'm just going to grab some peanuts and snack on those. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can usually always find some, you know, a bottle of water, and that's the easy way to go. And, you know, usually... Occasionally you can, you can find some fruit. Yeah, I was about to say, you can often find an apple. They're not always the nicest looking pieces of fruit. They're often a bit like, you know, been sitting there for a while, been refrigerated for a while. They're a bit bruised and battered. But you can usually find something that kind of passes as fruit. And so, um, you know, it is, it is to a certain degree about making do with what you can find. And, and like I said, if I can find something that's kind of reasonable and that I'm reasonably happy with, then I'll do it. And then if I can't find it, you know, if I can't find anything that's kind of close to what I think is okay, then I'm just like, nah, I'll just skip it. Yeah, but that's assuming that you're leaving your house, going on some sort of extended, sure. yeah, well, yeah, like like a couple of hours or whatever worth of commute, with, yeah. and then going to somewhere like a friend's house or something where you know there'll mm. be food. But I think when I travel, that's rarely the case. So yes. I travel not just for you know, only just that flight in mind or that road trip, but I travel with, you know, the whole journey in mind. So I try and be practical about what's the most important things to bring with me. Um, But one of, I think jumping into that, one of our biggest tips that I'm going to say bar none is to just find a grocery store wherever you are traveling to. Yeah. So I'm not saying there's anything wrong with eating out, but talking about those convenience foods and stuff like that, or if you're at a seminar, I really like having a grocery store because then you can make your own breakfast. You can maybe pack something for lunch and then, you know, go out for dinner where the options are usually a bit more um, paleo, for yeah. example. And that's probably the other thing we tend to do when we travel as well is stay in a service department rather than a hotel room, right? Mm-hmm. Like find yourself somewhere that's got a fridge and a kitchen and a pot and pan so that you can just pop down to the supermarket when you get there, buy a whole bunch of good stuff. And just, you know, cook it up for yourself in the morning or lunch or whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, just having those facilities makes it so much easier. Yeah, and often you look at, you know, when you're booking accommodation, you're looking at the prices. But when you factor in the tiny bit extra it would cost you to have a service department, and in actual fact, a lot of places, if you go to what if, there's no difference in price at all. But if it is that it's, you know, and you're a place, you're having to choose a place that's a bit more expensive, you'll save so much money on breakfast alone by eating in instead of eating out. Um, which is great. So, I mean, Steph always does breakfast. And I love I love taking time off with Steph because your <laughs> breakfasts are awesome because you don't do what I do because you've got different dietary requirements. So, um, Steph, do you want to share with us what, why you don't eat out for breakfast? Um, well, for one thing, I don't eat toast or cereal. Well, so <laughs> cool. it's the same for all of us. There's that. <laughs> I don't eat pancakes or waffles or any of those things. I've actually um, just never really liked eggs. So yeah. mm-hmm. as you guys know from past episodes, I'm also not eating eggs anymore due to a sensitivity, but um, I've just never really enjoyed eating breakfast out. I figure if I'm going to pay you know, money for a meal, it's not going to be breakfast because what are you going to eat? If you don't eat eggs or toast, then you get <laughs> sausages yeah, maybe. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I just generally don't like to eat out. So now I'll either fast through breakfast or bring some snacks and then focus on lunch. But yeah, that's really interesting because we're like the complete opposite. I would go out for breakfast. I don't when you're around because you cook for me. So why would I? But I would go out for breakfast because I do eat eggs and I do, you know, eat bacon and avocado and spinach and 
mushrooms and all those things that they tend to chuck on a big breakfast. And then I, I eat a big breakfast so that I don't need to worry about lunch. And then I'll eat out dinner or I can also, you know, cook something back at the apartment. So yeah. that, I sort of do the breakfast and dinner thing instead of focusing on lunch, which is yeah. just different I'm, ways I'm of pretty, doing things. I'm pretty similar when I'm on holidays. I'm like not interested in getting up early and cooking breakfast unless I'm with Steph and you guys and you're organizing <laughs> me. But usually I'm like, I'm just going to sleep in for a while. I'm going to cruise. I'm going to get up, you know, have a lazy brunch at like 11 o'clock. Yeah. And that's what I call breakfast. And so, you know, that's the way I usually do it. And that's great. And usually I will, like if I'm out, if I'm on holidays, I'll usually go somewhere and just buy like a, you know, one of those annoying big breakfasts where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have the big breakfast, but I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Can you add in? (laughs) But that's okay. People are getting more used to it though. Yeah. Yeah. They deal with it. Yeah. But I I think you guys are making me out to seem like a breakfast person because I don't even really like breakfast that much. (laughs) You usually cook a lot dinner for breakfast. I do cook dinner for breakfast. So like when I, if I'm traveling by myself or I don't have a service department or whatever, I definitely don't eat elaborate breakfast at all. Sometimes I'll pack like a little bag of chia seeds or something which you can add some boiling water to or just like well i don't not really eating nuts anymore either but you mm. know some nuts and fruit and stuff and then like i said wait till lunch because i'm i definitely like brett i don't like to get up super early and have to do all that but when it's for three people and it's going to be a fun breakfast and you're out with the crew from that paleo show you've got to make it fun that's right that's <laughs> awesome yeah so, um, what about international trips? Because I haven't travelled since I've been paleo. So, what do you do when you fly long distance? What do you usually take with you? Because well, I think you said um, that you can't take food on the flight. Is that right? Well, you can you can usually take food on whatever the first leg of the flight is. So, you can get the food oh. on the flight, but you just can't get it off the flight. Hmm. Like, because like quarantine rules. Right. Right. I well, even if you're doing a stopover. I... I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I'm trying to, yeah. trying to think. stop over as well and what their rules are, I guess. But yeah, well, definitely. Sense. So, like, if I'm flying to New Zealand, they won't let anything in the country at all. Like, you right. can't, you yeah, can't bring tea, you can't bring, you can't bring anything into the country. So, yeah. if I'm traveling interstate, you're not supposed to bring any fresh produce, um, which is not the case in Canada. Like, you can pretty much take... I'm pretty sure in Canada you can take things anywhere. But, um, but yeah, when you're flying that's when you just got to find a grocery store where you're going. Cause then you can buy all the things like coconut oil and um, tea and vegetables and fruit and yeah. all sorts of stuff. So when you get there, but as for the flight itself, the last time I flew from here to Canada, we ordered gluten-free meals. Terrible idea. Yeah. Do not <laughs> do that. I thought I was being so clever and that was about a year ago now. Yeah, it was exactly a year ago and it was brutal. We got, everything processed because it incidentally the gluten-free meal is also the dairy-free meal which means it's all of the soy and the margarine and the gross all the really really disgusting stuff Mm -hmm. and um lots of rice cakes so many rice cakes um yeah there was a couple sandwiches with they basically just did the meals but the gluten-free version Mm. everything was pretty gross actually yeah, that's the problem with like those replacement foods isn't it when you try and actually replicate the same stuff that you have when you have the gluten without the gluten it's yeah. just never that appetizing i've got to yeah. say and it's just not it's never real food it's always such processed stuff and you're like just yeah. give me some food so my <laughs> next mission is i still have yet to do a 24-hour fast 
and I'm going home this year for Christmas, and that's my goal is I'm gonna do a 24 hour fast on that flight. Are you gonna do a trial run before you go? Or are you just gonna oh, I was going to. Time? I was gonna do a trial run, but now I've declared it. I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do a trial run. I've been pretty close. I think I've done 18 hour fasts. It's hmm. pretty darn close. Yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. You'll be yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Um, so, yeah, I don't really recommend. <clears throat> flight food anyways check out cindy o'mara's stuff if you want to be totally turned off airplane food well yeah like literally all you have to do is turn it over and start having a look at the ingredients list. oh they don't give you the ingredients <laughs> on an airplane uh, some, do. Yeah. some of the foods do Depends. but yeah maybe not the actual meal oh, yeah. but uh, yeah it's not cool <laughs> um another thing i've noticed that i have been doing is that when i pack my bags i'm often stashing away things like nuts and and like i'll pre-make some stuff and pack that into my bag and coconut oil and my almond thin crispy things and you know stuff that it has a little bit longer um life to it nut balls uh, nut balls yes yep absolutely and um and then i take them with me because i'm even though everyone that i pretty much visit does paleo i don't want to i don't know it's, it's just it's like a a predictive just in case i'm somewhere and even though i'm staying with someone and they're fine we go out to someone else's house and and there's you know food that that, that they just don't eat I, it's, it's kind of like a, an in case of emergency break the glass that's right that's <laughs> exactly what it is actually and i don't need to break the glass very often so that's good um but i still do that just in case because i don't want to have the ramifications of feeling gross um and i, I know steph you've put um in our notes as well which I thought was excellent so I'm going to share it and take your thunder is um, if you've got people who are like in your face asking you you know why aren't you eating can't you just it's just easier just you know what's wrong with you eat what we're eating um, saying eating that food eating bread for instance actually makes me quite tired and grumpy and I don't want to feel that way well I've got this precious time with you you know and that's a really I think that's an excellent response because who's going to argue with that yeah that's yeah. usually what I do. I'll just be like, oh, no, that doesn't really agree with me. I don't even go into it any more than that. I'm just like, yeah. that doesn't really agree with me. And they go, oh, okay, cool. Because you know, like, at the end of the day, it's like your holiday and you want to enjoy it. And so mm. you don't want to be walking around feeling like you've got energy crashes or you're grumpy or you're bloated or you're tired. or you know, I don't want to be any of those things when I'm on holidays. I want to be relaxing and feeling good and de-stressing and enjoying myself and mm. and you know often for me i want to be like really active so i'm like going on holidays and going and doing you know fun things and so you know i want to be at my best when i'm on holidays because mm. you know you kind of take the time off work you spend the money you like you put this big investment into going on this holiday and you don't want to ruin that by just i don't know eating rubbish and and, and that's the thing like people are have this idea all the time that you're denying yourself like oh my god you're denying yourself by not eating this and you're denying yourself by not eating that and it's like well actually i look at the exact opposite way like i'm actually giving myself a gift by doing that because i get the benefit of feeling good of having energy of being de-stressed of enjoying myself and and that for me is far outweighs any benefit from you know whatever food that i might want to eat yeah, and see, it's funny because I agree with you in a lot of ways with that, but at the same time, traveling is probably when I give myself that leeway mm. to not be 100% or 90% paleo. So, for example, when I was in Thailand, it's just I was going to eat rice and I was going to eat the, um, oh, what else do we have? You know, all sorts pad of, thai. yeah, mm. pad thai, like delicious things mm. that are specifically Thai and that's you know you eat the soy sauce and stuff and obviously that's not the case if you have 
um, allergies, like, like really serious allergies. But for me, it was kind of like, all right, well, I know I'm not going to feel great tomorrow. I'm going to lounge by the pool and, yeah, yeah. you know, get over my gluten hangover. But in the meantime, you know, I really experienced part of the Thai culture. So that to me yeah. is a little bit more flexible. Yeah. And, and to be honest, I'm the same, like, you know, I, and the way I sort of judge that is I'm like, okay, like, is this, am I just eating this food because it's like convenient or because it's here? Or is this actually like a, you know, a special experience that's, you know, related to this area? Like, seriously, there's no way I would go to Thailand and not have a Pad Thai, right? Because they're just awesome and I love it. And so there's no way I would go there and not do that, you know. Or it's funny, I was talking to one of our practice members, Tim, the other day, who's just jetted off to Russia. And I don't know, he might have be listening to this in Russia. Say, great, Tim. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it. And I said, you know what, I reckon if I actually went to Russia, I reckon I would actually have a vodka. Like, it's just one of those things, like, I've had a drink for seven years, but it's like, you're in Russia, you've got to have a vodka. It's just, like, something you've got to do. So, you know, I think there's, uh, you know, there's certain things that are just part of the experience that you just got to do and enjoy and love. But, but I just wouldn't, you know, I'd be really particular about, okay, is this actually part of the experience? Like, am I doing this because this is going to add to my holiday and be a real experience? Or is it, like, just... Maybe it's a bit more convenient or I'm just being lazy or whatever. Yeah. I think like, that's the difference. I'm, like I said, I'm going home for Christmas and part of our Christmas <laughs> tradition is pierogies. The Ukrainian um, cheese-filled dough, deliciousness, fried in bacon and onions. How have you guys never had these before? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're it talking about. It is pretty much the weird. least paleo food ever. It's like a tortilla. It's like a, a tortellini, but bigger. Um, and stuffed with cheese and potato. Really oh my it's god! Like a, it's like a pasty, but filled with cheese and potato. But it's it's dough, like it's like dough, like a tortellini. But anyways, this is it's like a traditional family food that we, yeah. we make every year, and I am the pierogi queen, and I can eat a lot of them. And um, <laughs> probably and I yeah, I haven't had any since paleo, and I'm because I haven't been home for any of these holidays where we make you know hundreds of them as a family and. I honestly, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do at Christmas if we have them because I might just eat them all and then go into a coma. (laughs) Yeah, it's Christmas. All right, so let's let's talk on that sort of note. Let's talk about what our non negotiables are. Like, so maybe you can start, Yana. Like, what are the things you just wouldn't do? (sighs) Well, it's actually interesting. The. I went to lunch yesterday and I moved a soft drink and a bottle and a can off the table and was so surprised at how disgusted I, th- I was at even touching them. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I'm yeah. like, that makes it easy. I know that one of my non-negotiables is soft drinks. I just wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't go there. There's a lot of things. Actually, you know what? Blanket statement, pretty much anything that comes in a packet with a bright color or a primary color on it, I'm probably not going to go near. That would be my first yeah. non-negotiable that's easy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'm guessing for you, wheat is that completely non-negotiable? Wheat, yeah. Or is there? Mm, there are some very small negotiable times. Sourdough is one of them. Yeah, okay. um, but cool. that would be like if I'm on holidays, it would be like right. I'm doing this once at the very most twice, and that'll it would really depend on what my plan is for the rest of the day and the <laughs> next day. Yeah, well, that's totally so, the thing, right? Is yeah. it's about planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, you have to actually plan time to be sick. 
Yeah, <laughs> which is so silly. I should just go, no, I'm not going to plan that in at all. But my taste buds still have slightly but, bigger hold on me. But I think, you know, what we're essentially talking about here is it comes back to that informed choice. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're actually sitting down and going, okay, so these are the reasons why I want to eat this food. Like, you know, I'm in Thailand and it's Pad Thai and it tastes good and it's part of the experience, you know. And then you're like going, okay, and I know that like because it's got some stuff in it that I might feel a bit tired afterwards, I might feel a bit bloated. What Like, you're actually sitting there and going, okay, what are the pros and cons? Do the pros outweigh the cons? And if they do, great, do it. And if they don't, you're just like, well, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And I think that's how it works for me. Like, I'm kind of sitting here going, what are my non-negotiables? And I'm thinking... Actually, if I'm perfectly honest, there probably aren't any. <laughs> like, there's probably nothing that I just wouldn't ever eat in any circumstances. Mm. I mean, there's a whole lot of stuff that, you know, it'd take pretty exceptional circumstances mm. for me to eat. But I don't think there's anything there that I'm just like, no, never, not ever. It's like, you know, if the pros outweigh the cons, I'm like, yeah, I'll eat it. I'm going to change my tune now. I'm going to say what you said. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm just thinking about the last time I was in a McDonald's or a Burger King or any of those fast food joints. Um, that's not to say I wouldn't eat at them at all because sometimes they have the odd thing on the yeah, menu. That's nitty juice. That's about the only thing I ever get. <laughs> just like juice. real juice. So it's just like fruit squashed into a juice. It's actually quite good. Okay. It's pretty much the only thing on the menu. <laughs> but <laughs> you would... <laughs> oh. Yeah, after learning all the ingredients in a McDonald's hamburger or on their french fries or mm. all that disgusting right. stuff, honestly, that's when I do fast. That's for, yeah. that's for sure. Well, like those, no those pictures that go around YouTube or on Facebook of like the chicken nuggets. You know those ones with the Oh, I don't want to talk about so that. Gross. I've gotten over my egg gay reflex. Jeez. But that, that kind of leads me into another point is I really like eating out. Um, but one of, one of the things is if you're going to eat out, find a place where the plates break and that you have to actually like sit down to eat there. That's not all the time. I mean, I can break plates. Well, the plates break. No, no. Okay. There's no consciousness of a place that would serve food on a paper plate, right? Or in polystyrene or. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So you do have (laughs) non-negotiables, but, but that's the thing, right? Like if you're eating at an actual restaurant, there's usually something there that's actually not going to be, bad at all yeah and and that's the thing and i think when you're on holidays it's it's worth investing just that little bit of extra money to get something that's really nice and good quality because once again it's going to affect your experience of your holiday like you know if you just spend that extra couple of dollars for your meal and go to the organic cafe instead of the regular cafe and just get that slightly better quality food it is actually going to affect your energy levels your experience your whole enjoyment of the whole holiday and so You've got to kind of just factor that in, I think, and say, you know, it's worth investing. Like, you know, you spend all this money going on this holiday. It's worth investing just that little bit extra to, to get the full benefit out of it. Yeah, and how often do people go on holidays and food is what they talk about? Like, mm. food is so much a part of traveling. And I just, I can't see that ever not being a part <coughs> of traveling. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, after you've had a really awesome day touring around or whatever it is that you were doing... It's really nice to go out to a restaurant and have a really nice dinner and reminisce over the day with whoever you're traveling with. And if that means that it's that and not a KFC, then that's, to me, that's actually part of the experience. Mm. A KFC is not part of a travel experience. <laughs> Could be. It's not a good part. <laughs> Jeez. Cool. So, um, yeah, so moving on, I might talk a little bit about exercise when you're traveling because I think so often people sort of go on holidays and think, well, 
I'm just going to like use this as kind of my, you know, skip it and I'm not going to exercise on holidays. Um, and I tend to almost think the exact opposite. Once again, I think it's because I look at it that, well, I want to enjoy my holiday. I want to feel good. I want to be de-stressed. I want to, you know, have a good time. And so, and, and I think because you're on holidays and because you've got more time and you're more relaxed, I actually find it easier to exercise when I'm on holidays. And so I find that it's just, you know, a really nice part of the holiday that I can just get up in the morning, you know, at my own time, chill out go do some exercise and then feel really like, you know, have some good food, feel really good about then getting into the day and going out and enjoying whatever I'm doing. And, and, and to be honest, for me, a lot of the time when I'm traveling, it's not actually that I'm exercising and then going and doing stuff. I just choose to do stuff that involves exercise. So, you know, I just love doing hiking and kayaking and, you know, all that sort of active stuff. Um, and so it's, you know, in that case, then you don't even need to do separate exercise, but uh, like I said, there's a lot of stuff you can do and you don't need to have, you know, heaps of equipment. Like a lot of times, I mean, most hotels and stuff have gyms and stuff now, but I don't know, they're not always like the coolest places either. either. So, But my, there's so much stuff you can just do in your own hotel room. You know, you can literally just, you know, I know we've spoken before about the You Are Your Own Gym book and app and it's completely all bodyweight stuff. You can do it wherever you are. It's so, so quick, so easy. You do that, you're done, you feel good, you're energized. And it just, once again, it's just going to make your whole holiday experience better. So, you know, don't think because you're traveling and you're on holidays and you're not in your usual routine, you don't have your usual gym or your usual exercise equipment. You know, don't think that you can't still incorporate some exercise into your holiday. And once again, don't think of it as like a chore. It's actually giving yourself a gift so that you really enjoy your holiday. Yeah, I think most most trips, I would think, have some degree of, of exercise in them anyways, yeah. whether you're walking around a town to see a new place or you're um, at a resort, so you're swimming and playing beach volleyball or whatever. So it's yeah. just embracing those activities. But it's more of the, I guess, the work trips. That's what I was just about to say. It's absolutely the yeah. work trips that... Um, that really kind of do require you to make that little extra effort. Yeah. And, uh, you know, often for us, that means that we're traveling for seminars and stuff. And once again, I find if you don't get up and do that extra bit of exercise, like by the end of the day, you're just fading, you know, because you spend eight hours a day sitting in a chair, which I never do because I get up and move around. But, you know, by the time you've been sitting there for the whole day, if you haven't actually been active and gotten up and done some movement, and I actually often will go and do some exercise on a lunch break, like just to get my body moving again and feel like, my brain is actually switched back on because that's the thing. If you're spending all this money going to a seminar and you're sitting there for eight hours a day, I guarantee you by the end of the day, your brain is switching off and you're not actually getting taking in the info properly. So, you know, you want to make sure you do a little bit of exercise just to actually re-energize your brain so that you're still taking in that info, you know, and, and whether that's a work thing or whether you're doing some sort of like personal development course or, you know, you want to make sure you're getting that information in. Yeah, absolutely. I know <clears throat> when we were in Perth for our speakers seminar, my one of my favorite memories of the whole weekend was laying on the grass wherever the hell we were, some, some park land somewhere in the sun, getting some vitamin D, eating our bananas and avocados for lunch. And that was that was it. And then Steph and I did some push-ups. And Brett, I don't know, you 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 got your vitamin D, and I think because you'd already done two. Brett had a nap that morning or something. Yeah, I so yeah. I also like to nap. I, yeah. I, think, I think you had already multiplied the number of push-ups we'd had done yeah. by ten before Definitely. we even got to lunch. So I think you're you totally earned nice. that. Uh, vitamin D nap Um, and that was just beautiful it was so good and then we went back to the class in the afternoon alert awake refreshed ready to learn more it was good yeah I totally agree Mm. and that kind of brings it brings me back to one of my very favorite points is when you're going out with your family just on a day trip right 
So, so often we think of traveling as like these big things, but they can just be, you know, in town, off to the beach for a day or off to the zoo or whatever that is. And that counts as a trip too, because you're outside of your, you know, your home space. And, uh, and one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do and favorite memories as a kid is just always bringing along a picnic. Mm. Yeah, nice. Picnics. Well, and once again, I sort of had a similar experience just recently. Like, I took my kids to the show just the other day. And so, you know, you go along to the show, and once again, I wasn't prepared. I didn't really pay much. I took a bit of fruit and some water with me, and I was like, this is good. And But then you get there, of course, and you like, start looking around at the food choices available, and it's pretty dim. Like, it's pretty dire, which is quite amazing considering it's a show, and the whole point of it is to kind of showcase our, you know, agriculture and our farmers and our, you know, they're having all the animal competitions and whatever. But anyway, the food choices are pretty grim. But even so, like you can still go around and find stuff so we managed to find some really nice chicken satays with a bit of salad and so we bought a whole bunch of those and sat down and ate them like i said we'd taken some fruit along and uh, and i tell you what you talk about exercise the incidental exercise i got in from taking a, a two and a four year old around the show for the day constantly uh, you know they got a bit tired so they're like can you carry me you know they're, they're like i want you to carry me too so i'm like lugging both the kids around <laughs> and they're like i want to that little animal dad so like squatting down whilst carrying two kids so I can pat an animal <laughs> it was some pretty good incidental exercise yeah. going on there. I was actually had really sore muscles like sore legs the next day I couldn't believe how sore I was just from going to the show but once again it's just a good example of how no matter where you are no matter how bad the food choices are like there aren't too many places that are worse than the show to be honest in terms of food choices um, no matter how bad they are like, there's always something there you can find that's going to get you through mm-hmm yeah, well, we all know that I'm the, the prepared one <laughs> always. So for me, it's like a waste of time to have to wander around and try and find a good food choice when I know I could have just brought it with me. <laughs> See, I think it's kind of part of the fun. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, let's just like look around He's and browse through everything. And... See, and I get my exercise by carrying my kilos of food that I brought with me in the water because I also refuse to buy water bottles whenever possible. That's I mean, a good non-negotiable. I to get into I wouldn't say it's a total non-negotiable um, because there's definitely times. You know how I used to get food crisis from mm. being like um, low sugar. I actually get that now with dehydration. Mm. So if I'm really dehydrated, I'll have pretty much the Excellent same symptoms. Point. So that is probably when I do buy water. But otherwise, I just fill up my water bottle wherever I can. Restaurants will usually fill them up for you too. FYI. (laughs) Quick tip. They'll also give you hot water for your mugs. (laughs) Sometimes. So will airplanes. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. yeah. So what are you guys going to do on your next trip then? Of all these tips that we came up with today. I seriously have got like the travel bug right now. I've just like picked it up this week. I've just decided I'm going to go traveling. So uh, my next trip is going to be, I think I'm going to go to the Grand Pins in Victoria. And so that's going to be great. There's going to be lots of exercise there, lots of hiking and climbing and just getting outdoors. And uh, and I think probably I'll just, uh, you know, be disorganized, get there, go to a supermarket, buy a whole bunch of gear and uh, and just, you know, take it easy, cook myself up some stuff. Probably buy a whole bunch of meals and just pick the best option I can, I reckon. And uh, it's going to be a very lazy holiday, I have a feeling. Well, <laughs> lazy and lots of exercise. Full of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I'm just about to go up to Sydney, and I think this probably will air after I've been, but we're going up for my brother-in-law's wedding, which is extremely exciting. And I've just recently been gifted a Thermomix, 
Um, so I suspect there will be many things in my bag that have been obliterated with a Thermomix, such as nutballs and almond thins. So nice. that's probably what I'm going to get onto. Oh, <laughs> make myself awesome. some stuff to take with me. And some of those and, will make uh, it into the practice, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll definitely bring something. I've got some coleslaw today, so I'll nice. um, share that with you guys nice. after we finish. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to New Zealand on my way to Canada for Christmas, God, and I'm actually going, going Trump everyone. I'm going camping <laughs> with two paleo friends. How cool! So Ryan and my two friends, we're going to bring board games, and we're going to have our tents, and we're going to get lots of vitamin D and exercise. And just trying to think, like, what's paleo. native to New Zealand? Was it like kiwis? Maybe. Sheep, yeah. right? You sheep. were looking for sheep. They're not yeah. native. They're not native, but that's there's a lot of them. <laughs> anyway, easy to hunt, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, if you want to know more about how to eat, think, and move like a caveman, um, I <laughs> I think we'll probably giggle a little bit less, but maybe not too much less. Um, at our upcoming talk, we have a seminar here in Adelaide on October 19th. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about eating, thinking, and moving like a caveman, paleo style. And uh, what else do I have to tell them about Go that? To the website. Oh, the www. website. Absolutely. Nice. Book your tickets there. And we can't wait to see you. So until next week, check us out on Facebook, share your story, and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. Jen Fellows said she learnt so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on Shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.